This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. Welcome back, and let's welcome Kathy in Niagara Falls. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Um, the reason I called is I'm just wondering if all these tests are kind of making a lot of these anti-vaxxers think that they can just run out and get tests all the time, and they never have to get the needle. And I was told that if you don't, if you don't get the needle, you're eventually going to get COVID. It's inevitable because the way it's spreading, so... I don't know why they just don't get it and be done with it. Well, can't speak on behalf of someone uh, who's firmly entrenched in their position that they don't wish to uh, to take the vaccine. And as we know, there are those who have that position, not even with COVID vaccines, the seasonal flu vaccines and, uh, and any shots. They just don't believe, uh, you know, that's their position. So uh, yeah. easy to say uh, they should just... But if they don't want to, uh, and they're, again, firmly entrenched in that thought process and well, position. Well, I, I can see if it's a medical thing, but a lot of them, it's just, uh, uh, they're nuts. They just they just don't care about anybody but themselves. Yeah. yeah that's a view that I'm, I'm sure quite a few Canadians uh, would share. And uh, there's still many, although... The, most of us have received uh, the various uh, doses, and some are already have received, many have already received that third dose. And as uh, you know, uh, that in uh, long-term care and nursing homes, retirement homes, and congregate settings where you've got uh, the elderly, uh, they're going to start receiving or they're eligible already to receive uh their second booster or their fourth dose. So the efforts are there. People want to get it. But then you, as in anything, you, you're going to get uh, people holding an opposing view. And uh, that's just uh, the way and what's, uh, what makes this world go around, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess. Okay, very Thanks. good. Kathy Bye. in Niagara Falls, thank you so much. Uh, let's welcome now Joyce in Port Elgin. Hi, Joyce. Go ahead, Joyce. Uh, yes, I'm just agreeing with everybody who's saying, John and the caller before, they should get their vaccinations. They're, they're the ones that's causing all this trouble in the hospitals being unvaccinated. And then when they're, when they're really, really sick, they're saying, well, I want to get the booster shot. Well, they can't get it now. My husband and I both have our three shots. We feel safe, safer. Um, we try not to go near too many people, but I mean, it's just those people out there. I have family who believe that it's all crap out there they don't believe there's anything out there so there you go what what do you do well exactly what are you going to do so and uh how long has it been since you and your husband received the third uh dose has it already kind of kicked in december december the 30th oh okay all right so you're uh you're you're basically almost there as far as that two full weeks they say for things to uh to make you uh more protected so Okay. That's right. Okay. Very okay. good. Stay Thank safe. You. And uh, and uh, happy new year. And you're doing a great job. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Thank Nick. You. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Joyce. Bye. Nick and Markham. Welcome. Hi. Hi there. How are you? Good. You? Not bad. A uh, couple of comments. First, these uh, these uh, what we what we have going on now is just going to keep happening unless the whole world is vaccinated. There's always going to be new variants happening. And the other thing is it shows like how unprepared our medical system was to handle such an eventuality, you know, because of uh, cutbacks and whatnot, you know, we, we should be able to handle more than 300 people in a province of 15 billion people, mm-hmm. you know, so we should be making our own vaccines and not dependent on other countries, which we used to. And we should have more capacity 
in our hospitals when it comes to such things like these viruses. Because if this goes away, another one's going to come up because they happen all the time. They've been happening throughout history. So that's just what I have to say. Oh, by the way, yes, I was vaccinated three times and I did get COVID. There you but go. But it only lasted two days. Okay. And what were your symptoms? How'd you feel, et cetera? Well, I felt weak. I felt achy. I had a cough. And, uh, yeah. Did, did you take a test or did you just go by what the, the doctors and experts were have been telling us that uh, if you're unable to get a test, and a test is hard to get these days, that if you feel that way, then you likely have COVID. Did you just make that your own diagnosis yeah, there? I, I, I didn't get tested. I just isolated for actually for 10 days because I was off during the Christmas break. And uh, I isolated and, uh, yeah, after a few days it went away. Mm-hmm. But I still stayed home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you isolated for, for how long there? The 10 days you were saying, sorry? Yeah, t- approximately yeah. 10 days. Okay. All right. And uh, that's what I like. What, you know, I couldn't get, go get tested. So what's, and I felt like crap. So I just stayed home for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Uh, you know, what else are you going to do? Well, you, you followed the advice and you did what was uh, best for, for yourself and potentially for someone else. So if it wasn't just a cold and if you, you had it, at least you didn't uh, potentially pass it along to one or more uh, people, be it uh, your family or, or, or anyone else. So, well, that's because I care about my fellow Canadians. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't want to spread this around. I don't want, people who are compromised to get sick and end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the common good. A lot of these pinheads who don't get vaccinated, I don't know what we're going to do with them, but like two thirds of the people in ICU are, are people who haven't been vaccinated. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, then it's trying to get that position, uh, get them to persuade them to change their minds to, uh, to do what you did. Cause when you were in school, you, you got shots for the measles smallpox, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck's that? You know, like, what? oh, it's against my, uh, my rights or whatever. Come on. You're yeah. doing it for the common good of all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the way you should be looking at it. Not, oh, I, I don't want to do it because who knows what's in it and all this other garbage and all these conspiracy idiots. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. Grow up. Just get the damn vaccine. Let's get out of this. Okay, Nick and Markham, thank you so much for your uh, passionate views. So thanks to Nick there. And now let's go to the other end of the GTA as we go from uh, eh, a little bit northeast. Now let's go uh, out west and go to uh, Dennis in Brampton. Hi, Dennis. Happy Hi, New Bob. Year. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, I, I'm totally on board with your last caller, Nick and Markham. I think he said it uh, as well as any of us could. Yeah. Uh, and my point builds on that i i don't think we're ma- i don't think we're making it hard enough for anti-vaxxers uh, in order to motivate them to to get vaccinated i i would extend uh the requirement to be vaccinated to include all retail and that includes everything and th- you might say well what about groceries and pharmacy well all of these those options do offer um, home delivery options. So indoor shopping should not be per- permitted without a vaccination vaccination period. And so you're going to have to resort to other means to get your those essential things uh, delivered to your home. That's my comment. And what are making it hard enough? And other countries have done so. Okay, so Dennis, uh, let's say then, are you saying that until these latest measures, when they decided uh, to pause indoor dining, when you were able to go and dine uh, indoors, and of course you had to uh, flash on your phone the QR code to show that you'd been vaccinated. So you're saying that should even be the case, say, if you want to go to the grocery store, that you'd have to, they'd have to have somebody security there, I guess, and you'd have to show them before you could go in. Is that what you're proposing? Exactly. And in fact, I I go to Fortino's and there's somebody at the door that's actually counting the people coming in. And when they had indoor dining in their eating area, there was a desk where you needed to check in. 
uh, flash your code and uh, give your information, and then you moved on. Right, I, but I don't. Uh, I don't see why we can't do that across the board. And we just need more incentive to get people out of there, off the dime, and get vaccinated. As the last uh, caller said. Okay, very good. Appreciate that, Dennis and Brampton. Thanks so much. You're welcome, Bob. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. John in Niagara. Happy New Year. Hey, how you doing? Good, you? Oh, not too bad. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Oh, okay. Can you hear us now? Are you able to to, to hear I, us now? I got, I got you very faintly. I'm on a uh, cell phone, but uh, yeah, my comments are... I'm listening to your callers. Uh, so far, they've called the, the non-vaxxers idiots, conspiracy theorists. Uh, I don't know what else they're going to call you. Uh, you know, if you look back at this, this is just the flu we got here. I know they call it COVID-19. But if you look at your stats at 2018, the seasonal flu killed 650,000 people. But nobody kept track of that. And that was in a world, that's worldwide, and that's in a world population back in 19, or 2018, of uh, 700, uh, 7.5 billion people. And that's 0.009% chance you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2020, the stats for that, for the COVID-19, when they started to track it and, and give everybody these stats, the, uh, uh, let me see, four... 488,729, and that was, these are a little late. This was probably October of 2020, so there were still three more months to go on that. Right. But that's a world population of 7.7 billion, and the chances of dying of this was 0.006. So I understand people being concerned, but for them to say, you have to be vaccinated with a vaccine that you don't know what's in that. You don't, and they don't tell you what's in it. That should be my personal choice, not the choice of somebody that says, oh, it's bad. I understand it's bad, but it was what it killed was a lot of people that were old and sick. And it was a bad flu season is what it was. Well, and as we know, and not even before COVID, there'd be some people that would... Uh, pass on the seasonal flu or they didn't take it every season uh every winter so you're you're always going to get uh two sides of a coin it's just in this case and generally speaking uh you will have more people taking uh this measure in other words getting a a shot whether it's for covid uh, whether it's uh first, second, third shot, and some seniors will be getting their their fourth shot if they're in nursing homes, et cetera, and retirement homes. And then you also get the ones on the other side. And of course, they are fewer uh, and they just don't wish to. And, and that's their position. They're entitled to it. But uh, I guess with that position comes uh, the accompanying criticism. So it's just uh, the yep. way the the way the world spins. So anyway, John, in uh, the last thing we want to do in Canada is give up our freedoms, and that's what's happening here, unfortunately. Okay, and John, appreciate you sharing your views from uh, Niagara with us. You have a great day, Bob. Yep, you as you as well. Let's go to before we take a break. uh, Let's go to Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hi there. How you doing? Good. You. I'm okay. I got a couple of comments uh, for John, who was just talking. I mean, he's talking about, you know, how an anti-vaxxer might feel that they don't want a foreign substance introduced to their body. That should be their choice. And I don't think anyone disagrees with that. But at the same time, the people who are getting vaccinated, uh, they don't want (laughs) the disease introduced to their body if they can at all avoid it. And the people who aren't vaccinated are more likely to be doing that. So it's, I mean, it's, it's the exact same argument. Seems like that John wants his freedom without any consequences or responsibilities. So if you don't want to be vaccinated, then, you know, you, you shouldn't be complaining about people who are vaccinated not wanting you around them. Yeah. So there's firstly that point. Now, the main point I want to talk about is, uh, what's going on and why aren't things going on? Why are the rich 
countries in the world that can afford to buy the vaccine. Why are they not insisting upon the manufacturers to be supplying vaccine to the poorer countries? Because as long as that's not happening, I mean, that's to the benefit, basically, of, of the manufacturers of the vaccine. If a lot of the population of the world isn't vaccinated and variants are, are you know, developing, that's kind of <laughs> to their benefit. So I would say there's a conflict of interest there. And we should be insisting for every dose that we buy, they have to supply one to a country that can't afford it. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure just how it works, but I'm assuming if you remember at the beginning of all this and there was all the criticism how this country was slow in in getting deals to get vaccines. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming a country that can make an agreement, a deal, in other words, has the money to make a deal, gets the product. They in turn take care of their own, but a portion of what we received is going into that sharing initiative, right, COVAX, and then that's being fanned out and is going to those uh, countries that need it. But periodically, we hear from the World Health Organization saying that we've got to get more of the product to the poorer countries because so many of them, a majority of their citizens, uh, are not, or I'm, I'm not saying that they're not vaccinated at all, but in terms of their status, they're not as far along as many Western countries are and as far as this one is and as far as this province is and this, uh, the, the major cities uh, within it. So right. I, hear what that, you're, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. The, all that is to the benefit of the manufacturers who are making millions off of this, billions mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, why should only why should we be the only ones paying? Why shouldn't the people profiting from this whole thing be contributing also? Yeah. You know what? That's uh, that's one that uh, and I know you're just asking it out loud. You're asking rhetorically, but you you also want an answer. But that would be one that would have to be put to them. And it'd be interesting to to hear what uh, I wouldn't say their defense, but their argument would be given the fact that, you know, we keep being told in order for this. And Justin Trudeau said it himself. And that's basically for us to get through this. We we all got to work together, not just in this country, but around the world in order to, uh, I don't know if we'll eradicate it, but just to get a, a much better handle on the situation that w- than we currently uh, than we currently find ourselves in. All right, so. and I'm just kind of suggesting yep. that if we all have to work on it, that also involves the manufacturers and the people making the money off it. Okay, very good. Darryl, um, sorry, Daryl in Toronto, I, one, I'll let you, one more point, we, we got to move on. Okay, well, I wanted to make a comment about, uh, you know, the, the insurrection from last year and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it might, you know, bother some people, but it seems to me that the real problem in the United States is, is the race thing. It's been there for forever. And it seems like to me that the election of Obama, uh, is what brought on the whole Thing of uh, the Republicans selling out their party to Trump, who was leading the uh, the, the birther movement basically mm-hmm. back then, and it's like the Republicans temper tantrum that that uh, a man of of color was put in the White House by the Democrats, and I think that's that's the root of you know what's going on in the last two years down there, and uh, it shows a really really bad problem. Okay, very good. Daryl in Toronto, thank you very much for your comments on a, a number of topics there. Appreciate that. Bob Comsick sitting in for Libby's Nimer. You are listening to Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. It's free for all Friday. And uh, if you've been listening uh, since just after 12 o'clock, then you know it's been a bit of a free-for-all, with uh, as has been the case for a couple of years now. It's been uh, COVID-related. Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM, downtown. Bob Comsick with you here, and we'll take more of your calls after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. 
Welcome back as we're in the home stretch here before the number ones at one, which will follow the news with Gavin Day. And good afternoon, Sean in Guelph. Hi there. Um, I I just wanted to make a a point. Everybody is lumping in anti-vaxxers. Well, I myself, I'm in my 50s, so I do have all three of my shots, my two shots plus my booster. Um, And I have friends and family who do not want the COVID vaccine. But I wouldn't call them anti-vaxxers. They still have their MNR. They still get their... uh, tetanus vaccine, uh, one of them travels and will get their Trinwax vaccine. So by saying all of these people are crazy or nuts because they don't believe in vaccine. Oh, you're breaking up there, Sean. I'm not sure. I think we, we got the gist of your message unless uh, you can come, oh. come. Oh, there we go. There we go. Unless better? you're walking. Yeah, it was better. It's just you literally dropped off the table there. So I'm not sure if you were maybe walking around or whatever. So if you just stay where you are, we okay. should finish your thought. Um, like I was saying, it's just uh, anti-vaxxer is a very broad term. And I think it's a, it's a little bit of government propaganda because the people that I know who are not fully vaccinated or vaccinated at all, I myself am. Uh, but they do take their mumps, measles, and rubella vaccinations. They've had their tetanus shot. Uh, they might get twin wrecks if they're traveling. Um, so a blanket statement as anti-vaxxer is really uh, political propaganda, and I think is being used to keep people split into two groups, because united we stand, divided we fall. Can I just ask you then, so these relatives, um, the ones who've had other shots, but uh, to be clear then, no COVID vaccine whatsoever? They have not received none. So what have they been? do not want it. Okay, that's fine. That's that's the way they feel. And uh, no one's here trying to uh, persuade them, at least not from this side of the microphone saying they should. But I'm just curious, how have they been going about things uh, given while we had, say, indoor dining or whatever that. So how have they been existing these past two years? So what they've done is uh, they've weighed their options and they've given up those privileges. My youngest sister, who is in her 40s, um, cannot visit my middle sister, who is in her 50s and has COPD. Middle sister will not let anybody in the house who is not fully vaccinated. And so, unfortunately, little sister hasn't visited middle sister in two years. But that's her choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I guess they're just doing a lot of phone calls virtually or Zoom and and everything else. But, yeah, because it it just wouldn't be good for the one with, uh, you know, with the COPD, right? Yeah. You know, That's so right. And I mean, I myself, now I'm fully vaccinated uh, for COVID. I've had my, my third shot, my booster, but I, I do not take the flu shot. I was a teacher for many, many years, and I'm pretty sure I've caught everything under the sun. So I've never had a flu shot in my life. Really? But that, truly, okay. truly. But I've had all three of my COVID shots because I'm also at my age thinking if I get the COVID, it could be very bad for me. Well, they do say, the again, the experts say that it does greatly reduce you having any serious outcome right. uh, by being vaccinated to the point that you are and a lot of Canadians are, which many now have had their, their third, third I, dose. I just, if I could just interject for a moment, just because I've been vaccinated three times doesn't mean... I will never get the COVID virus and doesn't mean I cannot still spread the COVID virus. Experts say it and uh, they sometimes uh, say it uh, takes them a a little bit more in depth and longer to say it. But what you've said uh, basically echoes what they have said. So that's uh, not it's not a silver bullet, people. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's just a a better, uh, better chance that uh, you won't. And if you catch it, that you won't be severely live. ill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Sean in, uh, in Guelph, thank you very much for, for thank your you. contribution. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Jeanette in Woodstock. Hello in Woodstock. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Uh, my my uh, thing is, um, I have had two Pfizer shots. 
and I'm looking for a booster shot for the Pfizer. And now I'm told that I can't get the Pfizer booster shot. It has to be Moderna. And I do not want to take the Moderna. And and I'm wondering how long it's going to be before they're going to come back and give us the booster shots with the, the Pfizer. I'm not quite sure because I believe the reason uh – the availability might not be there in, in your case. Uh, it's just the way they're trying to uh, divvy it up to give uh, uh, the young kids now. I think uh, that's the way that's being directed. Not all doses, because I, I I think while booking uh, my third and uh, waiting for that, which will be uh, any day now, and uh, there was an option still. Now, I don't know if that's going to change once I go in for it that I'm going to be told, uh, I know you signed up for and it indicated uh, and our text told you that you were supposed to get this. Well, sorry, but you're getting that. So I guess then well, it's uh, your call, right? But I don't know. That might be something you can take up, ask your pharmacy, or I don't know if that's how you've received your shots or if you can ask your doctor's office. I've, I've talked to the uh, the uh, Southwest um, Health Center, and they they have it posted on the, online there that it's as of December the 23rd, they were no longer giving the Pfizer out. They were doing the Moderna now. So when I called today, this morning and I talked to somebody, they told me the same thing, that it uh, they didn't know when it would be, uh, you know, they would be going back to the Pfizer, that it's all Moderna now. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Sorry. And is it, it's Janet, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. It's just, uh, I know I think I, I pronounced it differently, so I apologize for that. Anyway, thank you for your contributions. You have yourself a, a great afternoon and weekend, okay? Thank you very much. All right. And uh, Keith in Oshawa, you want to uh, bring a little bit of sports into the COVID conversation here. Go ahead, Keith. Hello, Bob. Thank you very much for taking my call. I would just like to congratulate the Prime Minister of Australia for taking a stand against the world super or tennis player Jokovic by not allowing him into the country. He said rules are rules and everybody goes by it. I just wish we had somebody up here leading our country that could make some kind of decisions like this gentleman's making. Yeah, and as you know now, he did apply, Djokovic did apply for uh, a, a medical exemption. That was approved before he left Serbia, yeah. and then he arrived, and that's when it was determined by border authorities, nope. Sorry, we're not allowing you entry. I mean, he is in a hotel. He's basically being held in an immigration hotel. So he's still awaiting his outcome, even though, as you pointed out rightly, that the prime minister said, nope, sorry, uh, you know, back you go. That remains to be seen because there is a court case on Monday. So we'll see if, in fact, he is going to be given the green light and allowed to enter and play in the Australian Open starting on the 17th, or if he has to head back. So we'll have to wait and see. I think you're right, absolutely right. But I, I, give the, I congratulate the man for making a decision and telling him rules are rules no matter who you are, and I think they should stick to it. I think he should be banned from the country, and they should make some stiffer rules here, and our prime minister could take some pointers from this gentleman. Okay, very thank, good. Keith. Thank you very much, Bob. Thanks, Keith. You have yourself a good afternoon you and too. weekend and stay safe. Okay, Bob Comsick for Libby's Nimer, who will be back on Monday here with Fight Back on Zoomer Radio AM 740, 96.7 FM downtown. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. And good Friday afternoon, everyone. Let's see some of the... Points that Gavin touched on in the news. New COVID case numbers, 
Uh, we have uh, some numbers for you here as far as long-term care outbreaks, more since yesterday. We'll break those down here throughout the hour. Uh, isolation uh, guidelines, isolation can end sooner now. Rapid testing is a luxury. That's in the view of Ontario's chief medical officer. Uh, Gavin mentioned about the Ontario government introducing a business grant, $10,000 business grant, electricity rate relief uh, is on the way as well. The new measures, of course, which were introduced at the start of the week, uh, that flight from Montreal to Cancun where... uh, Seems someone forgot to tell all the passengers uh, there's something called COVID going on in the world. And the Capitol Hill riot one year later, which, of course, we touched on with a couple of guests yesterday. And that is actually where we are going to start this afternoon. Good afternoon to Ron in Guelph. Hello. Thanks for taking my call, Bob. Um, uh, yes, I, um, I'd i like to talk about what happened uh, with the Joe Biden speech and I'll make it clear. I'm what would be considered a center-right conservative or center-right Republican. So I don't swing either left or right. Um, but right now, the U.S. is, I feel, and a lot of, from what I've been reading, a lot of uh, people feel that the U.S. is now closer to another civil war than it was during the um, 1860s civil war. The divide between Republicans and Democrats is only getting wider, and with the number of guns available in the U.S., um, it wouldn't take much to be a flashpoint for that. Yeah, one of the guests, if you were listening yesterday, Ron, we had uh, a political science uh, professor from the University of Maine, and he feels that the divide, the political polarization in the states is actually wider and deeper now than it was a year ago at the time you know, the world just, you know, our collective jaws dropped as we were watching what was going on uh, in Washington with the uh, with the insurrection. I found um, very revealing exactly what you said is that um, they did a poll, I guess, Angus Reid or whoever it is in the U.S., and 55 percent, Bob, of Republicans in the U.S. still believe that Donald Trump got cheated out of the presidency. Now, that's pretty shocking that, that that number is that high. And that right now, in the U.S., in 1996, 90% of Americans felt that they had the greatest democracy in the world. And as of last year, uh, well, this year, actually, it would have been 2021 when there was a poll done, just over 50% of Americans felt that they had the greatest democracy. Well, there you go, right? I mean, I know they say you can make numbers... uh tell whatever story you want, but that is rather telling. I mean, basically saying they're split on it now versus overwhelmingly feeling that way, according to at least the one survey and however many were surveyed and polled uh, of that number, half don't think it's the greatest democracy. Well, here's uh, something else, which sort of affects Canadians, because I I hear from some Americans that the, I guess the QAnon was blaming Canada and Canadians, our prime minister, for the fact that um, that the, the votes were all rigged and with their voting machines. Well, my brother, long story short, my brother played squash with somebody he knew from IBM who was one of the people involved with those voting machines. And it's true. Probably almost 50% of those voting machines did come from Canada. But the fact of the matter is, Bob, is none of those machines were sent to the U.S. with any software included in them. So the software was included in them. So if there's any collusion, it came from the U.S. side. And, of course, we already know um, the Department of Justice. There isn't one place anywhere that says that there was any collusion at all about the voting results. Okay, very good. Thanks, Ron, in Guelph. Appreciate it. And have yourself a great afternoon and weekend. Stay safe. I'd love to hear from some more Americans on the subject. Yeah, okay. that would that that would be nice. And the numbers, if you happen to be one of our American neighbors, let's say right across the lake here, Lake Ontario, toll-free number for you to call in and weigh in, see what you think about some of the remarks made by, by Ron there in Guelph. We're going to have uh, another listener here touch on uh, uh, the ride here momentarily. The number one eight six six. 
or locally if you'd care to chime in on any of uh, those uh, bullet points we started off with off the top. Let's uh, dive in. This is a day of the week that you get to set the agenda. 416-360-0740. And good Friday afternoon to Pat in Toronto. Thanks, Bob. Uh, just a few more pieces of trivia with regard to the U.S. And half my family live in the U.S. Uh, and are U.S. citizens. Uh, I don't know how many Canadians appreciate that 90% of us live within 100 miles of the U.S. border. So we are very, very, very close, albeit that it's 35 miles out in the middle of the lake where the boundary is here in Toronto. Uh, some other things, health care. Our health care, where we provide health care to everybody, on a per capita basis, costs 40% less than what the Americans pay, and the Americans don't cover 25 million people. Um, the last piece of trivia is, I get a little tired of the Americans talking about that they have the best um, uh, political system, because when you look at the Senate, uh, their Senate, 18% of the population can control the Senate. That doesn't seem to me to be rep by pop. So those are some pieces of trivia. Okay. All right. Very good. Appreciate that, Pat. Thank you so much. Have yourself a, a good afternoon and weekend. And again, stay safe. All right. There goes Pat. So let's take a look at some of the, the things we, we just kind of threw out at the at the start there. And we really didn't go in depth. And maybe by putting some of this some of these numbers and information out there you'd care to comment. You might be affected directly or you might know someone who is. The latest numbers from the provincial government, the health ministry show 2,472 are hospitalized today, including 338 in intensive care with COVID. So that is an increase of hospitalizations of close to 200, and that's 19 more who are in ICUs. Now, of that number, the 2,472, that breaks the previous peak. And that was back in around mid-April of 2,360. A lot of numbers to go out there, but basically, so we have a record number of people who are hospitalized as a result of COVID. We've heard, basically throughout the pandemic, we have heard from doctors, we have heard from unions, we have heard from politicians, and here and there, enough of the time, we've also heard from you caring to weigh in. Some of you have been directly affected in terms of having loved ones who have become ill with covid some, fortunately, have managed to pull through. Some did not, and they lost loved ones. And we've heard from some of those who've actually even launched lawsuits, and Libby Snymer has had some of them and their lawyers and representatives weighing in as well. We've heard from long-term care advocates, and uh, you know the names and the, the groups that they represent. How about giving us a call and sharing your experience at this point of the pandemic when it looked like maybe, maybe it was not going to be like it was a year ago. Unfortunately, Omicron came on the scene, spread like wildfire, uh, and a lot of people are getting it. The jury is still out. You're, you're hearing that the gist of it is that it's not as severe. It's not to say that it's maybe just like a cold, although, again, anecdotally, I'm sure you've also heard stories where some people have got over it in a case of hours, and the next day they they feel fine. And uh, uh, who's to say they even had it? Uh, because as we know, getting your hands on a rapid test is, as Dr. Kieran Moore Ontario's chief medical officer points out it's a luxury right now because there are only so many to go around. The demand's there. Unfortunately, the supply is not. At least it hasn't reached uh, enough Canadians as yet. So that's why it's restricted. And basically, you've been told by 
the experts, the public health experts, that if you think you've got it, well, then chances are you've got it. And the numbers that we're hearing every day, again, the politicians, the 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 health experts are underscoring the fact, given the fact that testing is so limited now, the numbers that we're hearing, that's really not an accurate reflection of just how many people have it out there. Uh, there was one member of the province's uh, COVID science advisory table about a week or so ago during the course of the holidays saying you can pretty much uh, multiply it by three or four times. I don't know if uh, that doctor still feels that's the the multiplier you should be using, we should be using, but that's something that uh, we've been t- told to keep in mind that it's uh, if you think that's high, 2,472 patients granted in hospital, but today just under 11,900 new cases. So multiply that by three or four times, and that's, in the view of some, is a more accurate picture of just how many people are uh, out there at home or walking around, and uh, they have the Omicron variant. And Give us a call, 416-360-0740. Have you experienced anything in terms of any of the symptoms? Are you yourself uh, one who was lucky enough to get your, your hands on the rapid tests? And what it, what was your experience in terms of being able to uh, to get it once you did? Or were you one of the many who basically came up short when you uh, lined up to to get a rapid test. I mentioned off the top about an increase in long-term care outbreaks. This is, again, from the government's website. It is indicating that there are 208 homes now, an increase of 22, 208 homes where there is an outbreak of COVID. Keep in mind, for them, it's basically you have one confirmed case, be it a resident or be it uh, someone who works in a home, in a home that's considered an outbreak. Now, of the 208, 68 do not have a single resident case, and that's up slightly from yesterday. 68 do not. Andrea Horvath, of course, has been beating the drum on on this. The uh, official opposition leader. As has as have long-term advocates such as Dr. Vivian Stamatopoulos, who's been a, a guest uh, of late here on on Fight Back, both basically calling for action as they say residents are are facing uh, continued uh, neglect. Yesterday we learned that uh, anyone with symptoms can come out of quarantine sooner than the required five days. That's if you or anyone uh, who shows symptoms, if you end up getting two negative rapid tests separated by 24 to 48 hours. But that's the catch, right? If you're a member of the general public looking for these kits, you're, you're out of luck right now. Dr. Kieran Moore, and he says he's not trying to be trite, but he's saying that testing is a luxury because right now, These kits are being reserved for high-risk settings such as long-term care and hospitals. So how does it make you feel? We heard from the Trudeau government the other day saying 140 million more of these kits are going to be delivered to provinces and territories. And that's for this month. And the prime minister also said that there are enough doses out there for every Canadian to get a booster. What about your situation? Have you already had your booster? Uh, Maybe you have somebody in long-term care who uh, is now going to be in line to get a second booster or a fourth shot. So give us a call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-744. 7.40, and uh, let's go to John in Toronto. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon. Yes, your point. So I, my point was, um, I was just kind of frustrated with the Ontario government as to why they're not 
cracking down a little bit more on the people that are unvaccinated uh, because as as I've heard on the news reports, it's the unvaccinated people that are the ones that are ending up in ICU and in hospital. So are they not the ones that are creating this uh, critical situation in, in our hospitals? And if we can get more of them vaccinated, um, then, then you know, there'd be some relief, at least at the hospitals. And uh, Because as you said earlier, I think, you know, sometimes you, you, you've, got the, you've got the virus, you didn't even know you had it, you're, you've, it's over, you've had mild, mild symptoms, and it's pretty much gone. But it's the ones that are, you know, having a hard time with it or that are really struggling and then they end up in hospital or in ICU that's causing this stress on our health care. I'll take a look. I'll, I'll dive into these numbers a little bit more as far as while well, I've got you on the line, if you'd care to comment. So I mentioned how there are 338 in intensive care uh, as of today, according to the health minister of the number, 232 are not fully vaccinated or their vaccination status is not known. Just over 100 are fully vaccinated, however. And the yeah. expert, the experts have told us that I, I think it was just the other day when, when Jane Brown, who was in for Libby, and she was speaking with the medical officer for Toronto, Dr. Eileen Davila, and she basically said, sure, if you've got your booster, that is a, a better defense in terms of any serious outcome, but that still does not guarantee that you're not going to catch it. So I think there might be some people out there thinking that uh, they're free and clear. No, you're in a better position, according to uh, what the the experts will tell us, the health experts and the doctors. But it's not that you, you won't catch it. I guess every situation is different. Everyone is different, as we know. So... We could yeah, both you and you and yeah. I yeah you and I could both have had our booster, right. and you know you might feel not so bad. Whereas I could be floored by it. And it's like, well, how come? Well, that's just the way our body responds to the situation. But you know, we've we've got our booster. But had we not received, whether it's you know any shots, uh, I think. Some could be really rolling the dice on that one, if that's the position yeah, you feel. And, you're you're yeah, rolling I, the dice. I, yeah, you're rolling the dice, and and um, so that's so. I, I just heard this morning uh, that Quebec has imposed a um, you you must be vaccinated in order to buy cannabis and alcohol. So I mean, that's is is that something that maybe Ontario is going to do and and kind of wow. put some more restrictions on on people that are not vaccinated. Most workplaces now, you've got to be at least double vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the general public, I guess it, it's, it will be difficult to manage. Uh, the logistics will be a, a, name, a nightmare. Um, but I think something's got to be done. We just can't keep going into lockdown. And, and right now, I feel, I feel that we've gone into this, other, this next lockdown. And, and it's, you know, I'm blaming the people that aren't vaccinated. And I'm, they, they have a, a big role to, to play in this. I think that if more people uh, were vaccinated, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation and uh, our healthcare system would be able to keep up. I'm sure I'm going to get some comments about that, but you know that's 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 my view. Hey, that's it's my, that's why you know what that's why they that's why they call it free for all Friday, and that's why you have your view and I have mine, and we're going to hear some more views uh, over the next uh, 36 and a half minutes, and 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 that's fine. And as someone. I'm not going to say, but as someone uh, I recall using a, a phrase, and uh, he used to uh, be in a position where I guess he had shows similar to uh, to Libby's, and it's basically, and that's why there's chocolate and vanilla, right? You know, and I that's uh, that's just the the way it is, and uh, you know that you're entitled to your position. And uh, John in Toronto, thank you for sharing yours, and stay safe. Thank you for taking my call. Take care. You're welcome. Let's uh, welcome now Rick from Mississauga. And you want to talk uh, COVID here. Hello. Uh, no, i just wondering why they're not giving the numbers for unvaccinated in the hospital and immune compromised. 
Well, when they break down what the government, uh, I'm sure those numbers could be there somewhere, but what we have released and what uh, is usually put out and uh, more often than not, uh, we'll report when we break down the numbers. And if you while you were on hold, I'm not sure if you heard my conversation there with John, oh, yeah, I heard John in Toronto. So of the 338 in intensive care today. Yeah. Uh, all right. Of that number, 232 are either not fully vaccinated or their vaccination status is on is unknown. That is something they have not shared. So uh, they haven't shared it. So that's why of that, basically two thirds are either not fully vaccinated or we don't know what their situation is. And about one third, and I'm breaking this down roughly, about one third are fully vaccinated. Yeah, but they're, they're probably immune compromised. My wife is immune compromised. Mm-hmm. She has three shots. I have three shots. So that, yeah, so that is possible of that 106 fully vaccinated. Maybe it is, but that is not broken down any further. So uh, I, that's, I, that's all I'm asking because uh, I do know people that are anti vaxxers. Mm-hmm. And I feel they're putting my wife at risk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, uh, I see where you're coming from, from, from your viewpoint and personal situation with your, your wife. Uh, but then keep in mind, you could, uh, you could have somebody who is vaccinated, no, who yes, still gets it. And, the, you know, they, they would, it, at least they've tried. Right. Mm-hmm. You understand? Oh, I understand. Try. Yep. Because we have people come take care of my wife every day. They could bring it. I understand this. But it's, they've tried mm-hmm. not to. Exactly. Exactly. At least the effort's been made, right? Yes. Okay. Very good. Rick in uh, Mississauga, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. 416 360 toll free, one 866 744-740. Bob Comsick sitting in for Libby's Nimer. You are listening to Fight Back and Free for All Friday here on Zoomer Radio AM 740, 96.7 FM downtown. And after the break, we'll take more of your calls. And we will begin with Kathy in Niagara Falls right after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.